Story podcast. HER, H-E-R, is an acronym for Heroic, Empowering, and Resilient. And this is a self-improvement, self-acceptance, and women empowerment podcast. My main purpose is to encourage, empower, and motivate all women by highlighting their personal stories of triumph over adversity. Each of us has a story. Maybe it's an illness, a financial burden, or a dead-end job. In general, unforeseen circumstances can make you feel isolated or alone. But when you feel like you've hit rock bottom, it doesn't mean that it is the end of your story. It is within the darkest nights we produce the brightest stars. There are women out there who have gone through the very same barriers you are facing today, but they didn't give up. In fact, they used their difficulties to mold them into strong and resilient women. And if they can break through their hardships, so can you, because you are her. Heroic, empowering, and resilient. Great morning, good people. Again, it is Jay Jameson with Her Story Podcast. Today, I have Miss Tiffany Nicole, who is a remarkable artist, professional hairstylist, celebrity makeup artist, and founder of Style Mob University, the first culture-driven HBCU beauty, beauty school running an advanced training and cosmetology program to help create award-winning beauty and barber professionals. Her achievements in the industry have made her a trendsetter with outstanding contributions, Tiffany's accomplishments includes a broad client base that ranges from regular clients to A-list celebrities. Tiffany, welcome to Her Story Podcast. How are you? Hey there. I am fine. I'm excited to be talking with you today, being able to tell my story, hopefully to inspire some people. Yes, yes. We are all about the gems, the inspiration, and all of those good things. So just tell us a little about who you are. Where are you from? Who is Tiffany outside of that remarkable bio? Okay, so I am Tiffany Nicole, born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia, um, the land of all the opportunities and where all the great gems reside. I have, I'm a mother. Um Outside of everything, I truly enjoy being a mother to my son. I have a seven-year-old son. I absolutely love him to pieces. It's like watching my heart walk around. Um, And out of everything and all the ventures I have done and have always kind of had my hand in food, out of everything that I do, um, I am just a, a real Southern girl who just really loves to inspire and talk and have a good time and run businesses. And like I said, just be a mom. Yeah. You're from Atlanta. I think I, just a good Southern Dale. <laughs> right. I feel that. I am located in New Orleans, Louisiana. So Louisiana, born and raised. So sh- shout out to the Southern Bells, okay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes. So again, very happy to have you. And just want to take a, a deeper dive into, you know, the launch of Style Mob University. So since your launch, mm-hmm. you've enrolled 100 students and graduated 36, which is really phenomenal. And um, I just want you, yeah. you know, to share your vision and your mission of the university and kind of what sparked you to create it? Okay, so Style Mob University, uh, oh, if I go back to the beginning of where the name Style Mob even came from, um, prior to me, prior to Style Mob, I had salons. I've been a salon owner for probably about seven years before I launched Style Mob, and I became pregnant with my son. And once I became pregnant with my son, I had a 24-hour hair salon. So my clients was used to being at the salon or being able to book at the salon at any time, morning or night at the salon. And so at this point, I was like a really busy hairstylist and makeup artist. Well, when I became pregnant, my body 
it was no longer my own. Right. And so um, I started to kind of almost like shut down. So I wasn't able to do as many clients. Um, I And at this time, my salon was located in Collins Square in midtown Atlanta. And it, we was in the middle of a food court. So even going into my salon would make me nauseous. So I had to sell. I ended up selling the salon. So in that process, I just started to pray to God, like, God, I need an exit plan. Um, the exit plan just kind of came from, I, I'm willing to do my due diligence in the beauty industry, but I also now understand that I cannot be behind this chair forever. Right. So I started praying for exit plan. And one night I just went to sleep. I was probably about seven months pregnant with my son. And I always keep a notebook beside my bed. I always tell, tell people, keep a journal beside your bed because, you know, God delivers us things in our sleep, in our vision. And so I woke up out of nowhere in the middle of the night, and the first thing that came to me was style mob. And I just wrote it down. The next day, I started to kind of meditate on it and like, what is the style mob? To me, it always had sound like the, the name of my business at the time was Diamonds and Pearls in the studio. So, but style mob sound like, me leading a generation and not competing with a generation. Love so that. I just started to kind of marinate on it. So I came up with all different types of things. First, it was like a booking agent. And then, then it was like a style mob Uber where I had hairstylists that would go out and service people at their home. Then I had a salon bus that was a style mob Uber which you could pull up on, on you and do your hair or makeup on site. But I knew it wasn't enough. So then I started doing Style Mob University advanced classes where I would just have people to come in. I would teach them different techniques that there was advanced services. So I did that for a while. Um, it's like, you know what? I'm going to open up a salon called Style Mob and just have a commission-based salon and get a lot of stylists in there and just go from there. But it still wasn't enough for me. I knew that I was being pushed to leave. And that was like on a smaller scale. So eventually I was like, you know, I'm going to start a beauty grad school. Um, it was the day I had maybe eight stylists in my salon. We was about to have a salon meeting. And I literally walked out of the salon. I mean, walked out of my office with the minutes of the meeting that I was going to tell or the bullet point for the meeting. And I walk out and told the whole salon, like, hey, this is your two weeks notice. I'm turning this building into a school. And they was looking at me like, what? What do you mean? And I was right. like, I couldn't believe it came out my mouth. You know, I'm mm-hmm. like, what do you mean? And so um, my colleague that I had been, uh, my beauty industry colleague, which is Kay Brown, which is my co-director um, director at the school, she was a teacher at another school, big school. She had been there for years. I just called her randomly at like 12 o'clock in the morning. And not expected for her to answer. And I thought I said, look, today I closed my salon and I want to open up a hair school. And she was like, today I put in my two weeks notice. She was like, I just knew it was time for me to leave. It literally took that conversation for me to pan the vision out of a beauty grad school. And when I say beauty grad school, meaning that at first style mod was developed for professionals that already had their license. And they just wanted to come in and learn advanced classes. So we started that, the beauty grad school, and then we see that we was, I personally felt like I wasn't touching enough people. So I said, you know what, let's just go ahead and make it a cosmetology school. The day I decided to make it a cosmetology school was the day I started to go through a big breakup because I was married. 
And I tried to fight for them both, but um, I think passion led and made me fight harder for the school. So I had, and, and this is at the same time, this is happening the same time the week of the pandemic happened. So it was like, okay, we're going to try to open up a school in the middle of a pandemic. Well, I pushed forward. The passion was there. The inspiration was there. We pushed forward. The first year we got the license to become a school, we enrolled. Um, our first enrollment, we had 48 students. Um, and we just, it really blossomed to be something beautiful. The school went from just a regular cosmetology school to, I'm like, you know what, we're an HBCU, we black owned and operated. But because of all of the stigma behind the HBCU, we just kind of like, okay, we'll play off the HBCU initials, but it'll be hair, beauty, and no, what is it, hair, beauty, cosmetology, university. But we just kind of play off the initials of HBCU. Trust me, we get a lot of pushback from the HBCU people, but we still stand on it because we do offer our students a college experience. So, um, yeah, that was the birth of Style Mob. It just, it kind of came with, uh, with my son seven years ago. I feel like I was pregnant with them both at the same time. And it finally blossomed to be something beautiful. And the, the, the diamonds that we get, when I say diamonds, I mean our students, the students, the quality of students that we get show me that I made a solid, good investment. Right. And I, I think your story, it definitely proves in alignment with your goal and with God and your vision, right? Because it seems like even though <laughs> it was in a midst of some things where it may have essentially broken someone, you still gained strength. You still recognize what your power was in the midst of everything. You were still able to propel through it. Um, so I, yeah. I definitely appreciate you for sharing that. And, you know, and even, so I'm, a, I'm an HBCU advocate. I wrote a book um, called the HBCU Experience the Southern University System Edition. Um, and the, the overall vision of that company is um, sought through, you know, my business partner, Dr. Ashley Little. And, you know, it's so important that one, that we capture our stories. It's so important that we put our hand directly in what is our culture, right? And how do we set mm-hmm. that tone and that narrative? So um, I definitely, I love how you had like the acronym that was, um, you know, the same as HBCU and um, the importance <laughs> of holding and managing our own. If we want to produce greatness, yeah. if we want to provide opportunities to young people or whatever age who are black, who are blessed, who are talented, we have to create those opportunities for them and open doors for others. So I love that about you. And, you know, I do want to ask you, you know, you said that you are a serial entrepreneur for years, you know, after 13 years of owning your salon, um, training cosmetologists, working every position, position within the salon business, Mm -hmm. you still were able to leverage your wisdom and your experience and think bigger. What's next? What more can I do? How can I touch more people? So what are some tactics or advice you would give to individuals just interested in taking that next leap of faith? or expanding their vision? 
So um, the, the one thing I always say, and this is what I teach our students too, when I have moments to really just sit in and talk to the students, I'll have like real conversations. We open up our day every morning with what we call the mob meetup. And a mob meetup is meditation, yoga, and words of affirmation. And every day, we, that's how we start the school day. The whole school is involved. And in those moments, I always tell them to journal your experiences, journal your lessons, journal everything that happens to you. Keep journals all the time and just write. You have an idea, write. Something happened, write. So when it's time for you to grow and to expand and to get the opportunities that are there for you, you can go back and look through those journeys and those journals to see your journey, to see the things you've learned, to see the experiences that you've taken doing away, because they all play into every step that you make in the next step. But if you miss it and you miss the lesson that was in something that may have seemed devastating, you may have to repeat it or you may miss the opportunity to advance. Right. So uh, I would say the biggest tip that I could give is to live in the moment, but always seek towards the future and really take a strong look at yourself in a mirror and look at all of the qualities that you have and all of the hidden talents that you've been suppressing in yourself. And once you're able to do that, you're able to see where your next self will lead you. I love it. I love it. And I think that also speaks into, you know, when you're going through situations, for instance, in the, in the intro of her story, I say, you know, often within the darkest nights, we produce the brightest stars. And so, you know, it's important, like you said, to journal and just take a step back and see how far you've come. And it can always just make, you know, that it can resonate within you that at one point, these are the things that I envisioned that I prayed for. So when it does seem like it's tiring and it's burdensome and some things just seem like it, it just can't come to fruition. You're looking back Mm -hmm. at where you once were and how far you have gotten and the things you still wish to accomplish. So, um, I think that's Mm -hmm. something that someone would ever field or career they're in. That's something that's so useful, right? And can help you to keep going to, to keep yourself motivated. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you for that as well. And, you know, you also said you had before, um, SMU, it was 24 hours, like 24 yeah. hours. So, you know, every yeah. time when I, when I think about them, like, wow, you know, she's really out here grinding and, um, which I think is in- incredible, but, you know, you said that, when you were pregnant, of course, your body completely changed. And for so many women, like for myself, you know, I'm I'm not a mother yet. I hope to be a mother. And I I see myself like I'm always juggling different hats, right? There are some nights where I'm Mm -hmm. up, I'm always thinking about what's next. How can I work on this? How can I improve this? But your body naturally Mm -hmm. told you, you know, like you have to slow down and think of something to make a way in the midst of all of this. And I think that's important too, that, you know, we can come to the realization that, you know, we have to think smarter, not harder, especially when our body is telling Mm -hmm. us something. And, um, so it's always important for me to even now take a step back and thinking about like what self care and mental health days, what does that look like? So if you can just share with the audience, like what does self care look like to you? 
Oh, Lord. Let me tell you, I am queen of self-care. It, it took me a long time to master it and not to feel guilty about it. And now that I'm in a place where I'm just like, self-care is king to me because it keeps everything flowing around me. It keeps my son happy. It keeps the school happy. It keeps my colleagues happy. It keeps my brain operating. Um, one of my biggest self-care things that I just absolutely love and it's so simple and so easy is that I love coming home and put on my favorite pair of socks, some pajamas, and looking at TV. Yes. <laughs> there was one point in my life where I had a 24-hour salon. We literally, I literally worked hard, you know, and put in a lot of hours, a lot of sweat, tears. And when I say work hard, I don't mean just like I pay somebody to go in and open up a salon and I go in and work. No, I've painted walls. I've knocked down walls. I've built up walls. I tell people every time, like, grinding is not always pretty. Being a boss is not always pretty. You have a lot of hats you have to wear. And so... That was a time period where I didn't even turn on my TV. At some point, I didn't even have a TV because I didn't have the time to do those things. Um, but I always considered some type of self-care. And so I always kept, like, spa appointments a part of just my normal activity. I don't care if it was once a month or if I would just go somewhere and just get my feet rubbed somewhere. That was a big thing. Um, one thing I think I've always practiced my whole life, and I, I just think it just naturally came to me just because I'm just naturally a spiritual person, is that I always took the time to meditate. Yes. I always have taken the time to just be in complete silence, not talk, not do anything, and not to meditate on exactly anything. Just a moment of just silence by myself, whether it was in a car or just laying in my bed just having a moment where my brain can just rest, you know, um, that has always helped. But now I told you my biggest thing is just kind of coming home, putting on my pajamas, looking at TV. Uh, girl, I just enjoy it. I just finished the Kevin Hart thing. It was so great. And right. I was like, oh I was like look, God, don't, don't tell me, don't tell me about it. Cause I'm, I'm still uh, watching oh. it. <laughs> Look, I'm like, guys, just thank you for the time to just be able to sit here and just watch it. And right. I really, I feel my body giving me a hug when right. I'm just sitting in my living room and just doing nothing. Um, it don't be long periods of time, but it's very important because when, I, when I'm back to up and moving, I'm back to up and moving. And I feel like I go harder. Right. Yeah. So, you know, your, yeah, your body needs to. Major your body needs to recharge. Right. And like you said, there's no yes. reason for you to feel guilty about it at all. You know, you put in the work, you manifest a, a vision and a goal and centering yourself is important. And I think it's, again, it's important <laughs> that people hear it from someone that they know for a fact has been in the game for a lot of years that has put in the work that still <laughs> has, you know, different brands and creating dreams and opportunities for other people. Like, you are a very busy person, but it's still important that you still find time for yourself, for your son and taking care mm -hmm. of you. So thank you again. And, um, you know, again, you're a visionary, right? You're always on your toes. Mm -hmm. You're always thinking bigger. So is there anything that's next for Tiffany Nicole? 
Oh, so many things, girl. So within Style Mob University, Style Mob University is launching the first Beauty and Barber Bosses Award. And this is an award show dedicated to the beauty and barber industry. The passion that lies within me for the beauty industry is essential. And one thing about me is that I'm passionate about the beauty industry and I love to do business. And so um, throughout my journey of just being a professional makeup artist, a professional hairstylist, girl, I have taken on some traumatic experiences with dealing with certain celebrities. Um, if, if you was ever sitting in a room with celebrity makeup artists and hairstylists, we could share some of the same stories from like huge letdowns from celebrities and just things that have happened. And I've seen some of my beauty industry colleagues take a step back from doing hair or doing makeup because of certain things that have happened to them on professional sets. And so um, with that, one of my biggest dreams had always been to work with celebrities. I had that opportunity. I feel like I have a very extensive resume. And I found out very quickly that it wasn't something that I wanted to do. Um, I was, like I said, devastated from some experiences that I had. And it showed me that I'm like, you know what? Hairstylists and makeup artists, they treat us like crap. You know, it's like, no, I don't know. Not one celebrity, no rap artist, singer, no one actor that's going to hit a stage, a camera, or your everyday working woman is not going to go to work. Your judge is not going to sit on a bench without her hair being done, without her looking polished. No one is going to hit the scene without a glam team. Right. But the glam team is the last person to get their flowers, the last people to be celebrated. And so my idea about the Beauty and Barber Awards was to create a show where credit was due to the glam industry. Um, and it means so much to me because I know that our gifts are not just something that should just come with a lack of care. We have to be responsible with our gifts because we touch so many lives. And honestly, glam creates a lot of stories. You know, you look at the Oscars and you like, okay, you got best actor of the year or best scene in that. But I'm like, there was a makeup artist and a hairstylist and a wardrobe scene person that created that character that you had to go into role for. But we don't get any credit for that. So I decided to use Style Mob University to change that reality and produce the Beauty and Barber Bosses Award. And we are so excited. Uh, nominations was open up back in, back in the end of September, November, we received over 4,000 nominations nationwide from different salon owners, makeup artists, hair, hair tech, I mean, lash technicians, nail tech, um, barbers, just every entity of the beauty industry. And we are putting together a big show that is going to be January the 30th. Um, extremely excited. Red carpet event formal wear attire, um, and we're giving away some am amazing awards and scholarships to Style Mob University. We're giving a $5,000 scholarship to students, and the theme of it is only thing you have to do is write something and produce a beautiful production uh, for Madam C.J. Walker as a tribute because she was our first beauty boss. Yes. And with, and with anything you do, you always have to show homage to those who have come before us. 
So that is what is the next big, immediate next thing for Style Mob University and for Tiffany Nicole is producing this Beauty and Barbara Award show. And I'm extremely excited about it to give some amazing people their flowers while they're here. Right. And I'm excited for you. And I love how, one, you really hinted the importance of when you can't have a seat at the table, you create it yourself. And that's exactly what you did Mm -hmm. with this celebratory event, honoring um, and and ensuring, you know, to others that the work and everything that you do is definitely not in vain. You know, we can celebrate each other. We can give each other that recognition. And then, of course, tying it all the way back to Madam um, C.J. Walker. So, um, you know, our history is important and it's important for us to mm-hmm. share it it's important that those who are enrolled within your university uh connect the dots into how how much the hair and makeup and cosmetology in- industry has grown since then but also you know get paying that homage to uh, madam cj mm-hmm. walker so you know if others won if they are interested in learning more about smu how can they contact you and learn more about the university and what are some of your social media handles Okay, so if anyone is interested in being a part of SMU, it is um, very easy to find us. Our website is the www.stylemobuniversity.com. Mob is with two B, so that is M-O-B-B. Um, everything about the university is on the website. Our school receptionist is always there. Admissions office is always open Monday through Friday from 9 to 4. Um, we also offer student housing. So we have students that move from all over the world um, that come to our school. Um, our school program, our cosmetology program is for seven and a half months. So most of the time our students will move in, move in student housing. They're there for about eight and a half months. And then they go back to their hometowns or they stay here and start a career here in Atlanta. Um, our hashtag for Style Mob University is the same on all of our social media platforms, which is Style Mob underscore University. You uh, could always do the hashtag, which is SMU. Um, you can Google SMU, Google Style Mob University. We're all over the place. We have a lot of promotional material out there. We do a lot in the community. So we're always surface basically you can see what we are doing and you can get involved in what we're doing if anyone is interested in taking advantage of the scholarship that we're giving out the beauty the beauty barber i'm sorry the beauty boss scholarship the deadline for that is january the first that information can be found on the website we are giving away a five thousand dollars scholarship um, that is the price of our full tuition is five thousand dollars. So our students graduate debt free. Love it. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, go to the website, just look us up. <laughs> yes, but no, like just for you know, for your university just to offer so much, like, you know, really very genuine in saying this like thank you so much you know thank you so much for one just not only just providing an opportunity but just being so intentional throughout everything you know the included housing you know the scholarship um the importance of students leaving and being debt free and taking all this knowledge all of these school these tools and skill sets they can take it either staying in atlanta and building their network or bringing it back home and creating their brand their business what 
you are doing it, you know, it's really phenomenal, Tiffany. And I really want to say thank you. You know, um, I'm not, thank I'm not you. in the cosmetology business, but I mean, what you're doing is phenomenal and it, it impacts everyone. It impa- impacts everyone's life. And I think it's something that you are doing something that's incredible. That's for the culture. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm so glad that it, the, the vision is being received well, um, and everyone, they see, they get it. It is for our culture, and it is for the beauty industry culture. You know, I grew up in a dressing room of drag shows. My mom has always owned drag pageants and clubs, and that was my introduction to the beauty industry through the drag dressing room. And to have grown to open salons and put them in communities, I understand that we are pillars in communities, almost almost like churches it's in communities right. and it's so crazy because I finally made a decision that my next move once the award show is on and popping my next move is that I think we're going to open up a church I would love to see that work I, I feel like God has given me the vision and it's there I feel like I've had a church for so long with this I was just doing hair in the church too Yes. Look, you know, I have, I have faith in you and the things that you have accomplished thus far and the visionary that you are. I know that it will come into fruition. So again, thank you. And audience, you know, there you have it. Miss Tiffany Nicole, who is phenomenal businesswoman, entrepreneur, visionary. And, you know, in closing, always remember that your story is not solely for you. It's meant to be shared with other women and provide hope to those who are going through similar situations. You don't have to be ashamed or intimidated or afraid to share your story. And you're a victor, you're a winner. And you declare growth and prosperity over your life. Troubles don't last always. You are brilliant, bold, and beautiful. You are her. Heroic, empowering, and resilient. So audience, if you are encouraged, empowered, or motivated in any way, tell a friend to tell a friend. Share this this week's episode. Follow Her Story Podcast on Instagram at herstory underscore podcast. We're available on SoundCloud, on Google Play, and on Apple Podcasts, as well as Facebook at Her Story Podcast. And this is Jay Jameson with Her Story, and we're out.